everybody and welcome to uh, this talk with an expert and today um, I'm very fortunate that I'm joined by Helen Burns. Now Helen is a suicide prevention advisor for Papyrus, she's also the mum of three and um, I can hear her chuckling when I said expert but you are, you are and we're really grateful to have you talking to us. Um, Helen welcome and can you just tell us a little bit about what Papyrus does because it's a charity that I've been very keen to support over the years and we, we mm. certainly feature on our website but a lot of people won't have heard of you. Okay, good morning. Well, I think what's probably important is to give you a little bit of background information about Papyrus mm -hmm. and how it all started. So it was set up in 1997 by a mother, Jean Kerr, um, following the loss of her son to suicide. And it, um, it was initially called Parents Association for the Prevention of Young Suicide, hence the name Papyrus. Okay. And these parents had all lost uh, their children between the ages of eight and 34 to suicide. And they sort of, you know, they sort of agreed that actually lots of suicide could be prevented, not all, but some suicides could be prevented. And since then, you know, Papyrus has continued to listen and learn from experience of those personally touched by suicide. So that's how Papyrus has come about. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been with Papyrus nearly five years now, and I work on the, um, the helpline, Helpline UK, Brilliant. as a suicide prevention advisor, supporting those with thoughts of suicide and people who are concerned about somebody else. So we'll definitely put that up um, on the website. I think it's there already, but I think that's really good mm. just to know that, that you're there. And is that is that something that's open, you know, all, all week? Or? Well, the whole plan UK is now open from 9am till midnight every mm -hmm. day of the week. We mm -hmm. have just recently opened, uh, extended our hours, which is brilliant because we do get a lot of calls after 10, so midnight time, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we now are open till 12 o'clock at midnight. That's 365 amazing. days a week a year wow amazing so um i know that it's on your website but you said that suicide is the leading cause of death in young people in the uk do you think there's been a rise in the number of deaths by suicide over recent years and if so what what do you attribute it to um, there has been a rise in suicides. Uh, we know that the suicide rate for young people aged between 14 and 19 has been increasing year on year. Uh, we also have seen a rise in suicides by females. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of factors for that increase. You know, it's, it's individual to that person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do, you know, hear about social media, you know, can sort of trying to fit in, being part of something, look in a certain way um, you know so the expectations of a young person can be very high the mm -hmm. um, lack of support networks um, and also the stigma and the taboo that surrounds suicide was so unwilling to talk about it that yeah. people are you know really scared to reach out and actually say that's how they're feeling and during the pandemic, so right now, where services aren't as active or supported as they would normally be, like face-to-face, -face. Mm. so there's been an increase in people's suicides not being able to cope with the lack of support, losing mm -hmm. their jobs, not working. So there's lots of factors that yeah. um, <clears throat> can attribute to people yeah. wanting to end their life. Because I think, I mean, certainly what we're seeing is the rises in anxiety um, 
especially young people mm. has been mm. it's just extraordinary really upsetting but mm. I, I think it is that not knowing where or who to turn to isn't it that really yeah so it's great what when people I mean I know that um I've done some sort of online staff training and, and we talk about um suicide and that and one of the things that I talk about is the language that we use when talking about it can you because I know you know we have to be so careful with the, how we say things these days in lots of different contexts what how how would you say you know is it um somebody who's uh taken their own life is it somebody a suicide death what's the language we should be using it's important when we talk about suicide we do it we do it in a safe way so you know when you've just asked you know when somebody's died by suicide is actually saying that died by suicide or Mm -hmm. suicided Mm -hmm. and you know it's you have to use the word you know there's lots of language out there that people use that are not helpful they're not helpful for families who are bereaved and they're not helpful for anyone who may be having those thoughts of suicide so mm-hmm. it's important that we use safe language so we sort of you know we never use the word commit suicide because suicide is no longer a crime it hasn't been a crime in the uk since uh, 1981 so we try to avoid the word commit because that commit sort of gives that connotation that it's something wrong mm-hmm. and you know that's that stops people from talking. Um, we never talk about method of suicide unless we're directly talking to that person who's having those thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we never mention method because that's not helpful again if there's people around who are thinking of suicide. So, you know, we do a lot of work with me- with media to sort of guide them in how to report a suicide uh, in, in, in the media in a safe way. Never met, like again, never mention method of somebody's death never use um you know commit don't use words like you know top themselves or don't use words like selfish and things like that because having thoughts of suicide is really really scary Mm -hmm. yeah somebody who talks about it has been really brave yeah yeah so yeah and and else well it's interesting that that notion of selfish isn't it because i was talking to somebody at the weekend and they said oh you know it's selfish actually i think wow you know to get to that point where you have no hope you feel totally hopeless and helpless Mm -hmm. and that there can't be anything Mm -hmm. anything better and that you genuinely perhaps think that people around you would be better off without you just is horrific and and there's nothing selfish about it it's just deeply sad yeah i mean we when you know working on hopeline we hear from many many callers from different age groups so from 11 up to 35 who actually feel like they're a burden wow to family members and that they feel that they would the family would be better off without them if they died by suicide so to be carrying that amount of pain around with them and maybe they've been struggling with lots of things so like anxiety depression you know there's things that are impacting in their lives that contribute to those thoughts of suicide and they just feel so overwhelmed that they think my family would just be better out be better off without me yeah, I would. If I die, I'd make their lives so much easier. So this, it's not a selfish thought. Thought they think they've been thinking about this for for a long time. Do you know what I mean? And and they've been thinking about their families. So there's there's nothing really selfish about having yeah. thoughts of suicide or ending their life by suicide. 
No, um, but, uh, but the sad part of it is it that we all know that if when it happens, the ripple effect on on not just the family, but you know, going out for a really long way is is enormous. And yeah, we talk about you know when somebody dies by suicide, it not just only affects the family, like you just said. It's like it's like throwing a huge stone into a pond, and like you said, the ripple it goes out, 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 and further and further. So it's families, friends, you know, if um, they're at school, the teachers, employees, yeah. the the community, the whole community. It, you know, a death by suicide affects it. It reaches so far. Yeah. It's so vast, you know, that um, that's why it's important that we support each other and talk about suicide in a safe way with everyone Yeah, and support those who are grieving. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So so how how do you think we should talk to, uh, particularly maybe to young people about suicide? Um, I think if somebody... If somebody actually tells you that they're having thoughts of suicide, I think the first thing that we need to let that person know is is to thank them for the bravery mm-hmm. in speaking, of, you know, in talking about their thoughts. It's not it, like it's not an easy thing, and it and it's to praise them, you know, give them lots of praise for actually saying how they're truly feeling. It's mm-hmm. about being calm, you know, being calm because obviously inside, you know, you you'll be really scared and. Um, but it's about trying to be calm, be, you know, be honest and be open. So um, <clears throat> every person's like individual um, and they have individual reasons for why suicide is is in their mind. I think what's most important is that we need to listen. Mm-hmm. We need to listen why they're, ha- they're having those thoughts of suicide, what's going on in their lives currently, historically, that's impacting on those thoughts of suicide. and I think as a parent, we want to fix it, don't we? Yeah. You know, as a parent, we want to like, oh, we'll fix this, everything will be okay. But we have to step back and listen to that that young person's suicide story and step into their world. And also don't pretend that you have all the answers and don't pretend that you can fix all this, that you can't, you have to be supportive. So again, it's, you know, talking in a safe way, in a calm way, praising that young person for being so brave and, and saying that they're having having thoughts to suicide and that allows that young person to breathe mm-hmm. and know that who I'm talking to is a safe person I can go to them they're not they're not going to judge me they're not going to be angry with me you know they're going to listen mm-hmm. they're going to listen to to what I'm actually saying I, I'm feeling heard yeah, because it, I, I remember, I mean, years ago, and I, I hope I hope it's changed by now, there was that sort of myth that if people talked about it, then they probably wouldn't do it. And mm. I mean, I think definitely opening up conversation is part of the preventative strategy, isn't it? But it's, yeah, it's only yeah. part of it. I think, you know, when we talk to people on the phones who are concerned or when we go out and deliver training, so one of the one of the uh, concerns is, oh, well, if I talk to somebody about suicide, I'm going to put that thought in their head. And actually, you can't put thoughts of suicide in a person's head. So like we use the, you know, the example, like, you know, if you're feeling really miserable today and I turn around and said to you, oh, be happy, you're not going to automatically be happy. So um, <clears throat> talking about suicide will not put the thoughts in the head. I mean, I guess there's some... Uh, instances that maybe we have to be a little bit more careful and and that's probably around maybe really really young children their understanding of death and suicide and also 
say, for example, people who have learning disabilities or people who may be autistic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's like, you know, it's balancing it out. And at the end of the day, you know that young person you're talking to, hopefully. Mm. So you know what sort of language to use and you know uh, how they may hopefully, how they think and feel. So yeah, talking about suicide will not put the thoughts of suicide into a person's head. No, and I, um, I mean, there's two things that come out of that for me. The first is I think that um, often when I'm doing staff training on mental health awareness and best practice, mm. you know, it's things like the English departments, actually, a lot of the texts that they are studying and stuff in English uh, touch on suicide and, and some of them seem very anxious about talking to it. And I, I would try to say to them, look, if you, if you know your pupils and you know any that might be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, it's perhaps about giving them the heads up that this is a, co- a topic that's going to come up. And if this is something that might be difficult for you, could you let me know in advance and we can make a plan? But also being able to talk factually about suicide mm-hmm. um, it is so important. It can't be the elephant in the room. Exactly. It's very important. You know, we always, you know, delivering training, we always say, you know, if, if any of our training is impacting how you feel, you know, give us a thumbs up that you're okay, you need to leave the room. If you don't do that, we know we need to come and check to see how you are. Because like we talked about, um, like earlier on, we talked about using language. So, you know, you never know if, if there's been a suicide within your community, you could be in the hairdressers or whatever, talking about that person's death. Mm-hmm. But you don't know who's in the room, who's maybe lost someone to suicide, who's having thoughts of suicide themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're using language that's, that's you know, that's that's sort of saying that somebody's selfish or that was you know that's cruel or or something like that then that person in in, who's hearing that is less likely to talk it's about being mindful about um you know how we talk about suicide i remember having a caller whose eldest child had 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 attempted Mm -hmm. and they basically looked in her diary and and they were talking about suicide again and they're like I don't know what to do when I said did you talk about the previous attempts said well no I said Mm -hmm. well there's an elephant walking around your living room right now and nobody's talking about it Mm -hmm. and she's going to feel that nobody cares or she's going to feel that she is a burden so you have to talk about it you have to bring that up again mm-hmm. and you have to be honest and say this is what we've done because we're concerned mm-hmm. you know better to be concerned and go against somebody you know being be nosy parent than actually mm. the tragic circumstances of somebody maybe attempting again or losing their life and I, actually that that sort of brings you on to something because I, I remember working with a family where uh, one of the their child had had attempted suicide once and but but in a previous school and they didn't pass that information over to the next school and I'm I'm sure there's a huge amount of shame involved but as parents it's so important isn't it to to pass on that information so that everybody can be involved in in trying to keep that child safe yeah and I think it's important to involve the child in that as well yeah you know I think you know Suicidal thoughts, you know, usually come about with um, feelings of loss. So, you know, and that could be loss of anything and feeling lonely and isolated. So when we're talking to suicide, about suicide to a young person, if they've disclosed that's how they're feeling, it's about empowering that young person mm-hmm. and for them to take control. So when there's feelings of loss, it's feelings of loss of control. So there's only one thing that maybe we can control, and that is we live or we die. 
Mm-hmm. So if we have a child that has maybe previously attempted and we want to inform the the, the next school they go to, you know, mm-hmm. we think it's important that we pass this information on so that you can get that support. How do you think we should go about that? What do you think we should do? You know, it's, so it's about including including that young person in those decisions and then they feel sort of respected and heard uh, and and you know involved in what's going to happen next in the transition to maybe high school or something like that I'm so glad you said that because that is the policy that I've always had with uh, and and always talked about whether it's bullying you know anything at all that's happened Mm. often I think especially as parents we try to swoop in and make it all better Mm. but actually when we do that we take even more power away from them so that collaborative approach how who should we tell how should we tell them I yeah absolutely yeah 100% with you on that one yeah it's a definite yeah I mean I'm often asked by young people if it's normal to think about suicide um and you know, I mean, maybe I'm not normal in that. Yeah, I've sometimes thought about, you know, if I was going to do it, how would I do it? Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on that? What What would you say to them? It's common. It's very common to have thoughts of suicide. One in four of us will have thoughts of suicide at any time in our life. Mm-hmm. I've had thoughts of suicide when my life was maybe a little bit out of control. You know, I've had a fleeting thought of, of it. Um, my my uh, daughter, when she was in her teenage years, she suffers with her mental health. She's had thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, even my son now, who's a teenager, he's had them thoughts. So, and you know, so I've always, when I see that they're struggling with something, I've always asked, are you thinking of suicide? Mm-hmm. And they always say, well, I had the thoughts, mum, but I'm, I don't intend to die. Mm-hmm. But I always ask them. And they know I'm going to ask them because obviously they know what, mm-hmm. what I do as a role. So um, mm-hmm. I always ask them. But yeah, it's very, very common um, for, for, for thoughts of suicide. Um, it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a common, because like you just said, there's th- that time when we're not coping, there's that fleeting thought. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, no, I want to die. You know, this is how I think I might do it, etc. Um, but then, them thoughts can go can go if you have the right support in place. Yeah, absolutely. And it might not even be that I want to die. It might be more yeah. I just don't want to be here, or yeah. I don't want. You know, it would be so much easier if I didn't wake up in the morning. It's to escape from something that you yeah. have no control of. And like you said, you know, we'll we'll often have thoughts of suicide, but we may not. We we, we don't want to die. We just want to escape from what's causing us a lot of pain or what's overwhelming us in that moment that we can't cope we can't mm-hmm. cope with it so it's like people say I just want to you know I just want to go to sleep mm-hmm. you know and wake up in the morning so that period has passed so it's 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 sort of similar you know I just mm. want to escape from this right now I can't cope mm. it's common yeah so we so there's no you know, people who have thought about it, you know, when they say to me that there's no shame in thinking no. about things, but what we need to do at that point, if that's something you're seriously thinking that is mm-hmm. to find the help to help you move past it because it, everything changes, doesn't it? Yeah. And I suppose with younger, younger ones, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm clear on this. I'm asking you the question, at what point do you think we, we have um, a clear understanding that, you know, death is, is a permanent forever thing? Um. I guess it depends on the child. Do, do you know what I mean? I guess talking about, you know, you know, we'll get concerned others who may ring up about um, a child that they're concerned about. And we always ask, 
does your child or does your pupil or have an understanding of what death is? Mm. Do they know that it's final, that, that it's irreversible and they're not coming back? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's important to sort of, you know, if you're talking to a young child about, about death or suicide, it's what their understanding is of, of that. You know, um, I think sometimes we can say things that aren't helpful. So we may say that the, you know, um, the person who's died is asleep. So mm-hmm. you usually wake up from sleep. Mm-hmm. But that actually is not going to happen. So I, I guess it's finding out what that child understands about, about death. And I know it's, it's a subject that people don't want to talk about, but we are all going to die at some point in our life. And death is painful for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's um, I think even death can still be taboo in this country, can't yeah. it? You know, we don't, we don't talk about it. Um, so... I, I guess it's just talk, being honest and open about death and asking that question, what their understanding is yeah. um, around around death. And there's lots of you know bereavement charities out there who probably, uh, like Winston's Wish, Cruise, um, who'll be able to sort of advise you how to talk about death to a young person, to a, to a child. Because a seven-year-old might understand it and an 11-year-old might not. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on the child, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and then, okay, so wh- what do you think the signs are that you might spot um, that somebody is, is, com- is contemplating suicide? Um, there's lots of uh, different signs to be aware of um, that can help you, you know, sort of give you concern that somebody may be thinking of suicide so you know the, the usual ones you know declining the mental health uh you know feeling anxious feeling depressed isolating themselves not eating drinking looking disheveled um <clears throat> certain things they may say you won't matter anymore um again i wish i could go to sleep forever mm-hmm. so the language that a young person uh, you know is 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 uh, using changes in any type of behavior giving away possessions I don't need this anymore um, but there's also we always sort of say to people on the help line you know if you've been if you've been around a person who is you know has been quite low you know looking a certain way and all of a sudden their behavior changed to one of like being quite happy happy and buoyant that's a red flag it's still okay. asked the question because uh, that could be somebody actually come to terms with what they're going to do, that they're going to end the life. Right. So you might, you know, you often hear, well, they, they, were, they were really happy, et cetera. Well, we always yeah. say keep an eye on that, on that change in behaviour. So any changes in a person, yeah. no matter how small, even if you're wrong, ask, ask okay. I, I've noticed this. I'm a little bit concerned about you. You're doing this or you look like this or you haven't been doing this, you know, things that you enjoy, et cetera. I'm wondering if you're thinking of suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and even if they go mad, you've asked the question, you've put it out there for them. So, well, you've yeah. Also, you've also shown them that you're up for the discussion, aren't you? Exactly. And that you yeah. care enough to try and find out what's going yeah. on for them. Yeah. I mean, Paris has done a campaign called Spot the Signs. 
Mm-hmm. So we have done a campaign that you can, um, that, that is on YouTube. You can probably find the link via our website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of, you know, because nobody walks around with a placard on their chest saying I'm having thoughts of suicide or I want to die, you know, so the signs can be very subtle or they can be very clear. And that, I guess the important thing of knowing if, if someone is having thoughts of suicide is to ask yeah. because we can't guess yeah. that that's what they're thinking. We can't assume yeah. that they are or are not thinking that way and I think that's really interesting that that suddenly they seem really happy because I know that I've dealt with two over the past year where exactly that's happened but whether he was at a party it was all mm. you know and, mm. and suddenly it yes. just happens so it seems yeah. like it comes out of the blue but um that's really interesting that you probably that's when they've decided that they've made their minds up yeah so um, I think we've sort of covered this in a way about what, what to say to somebody who's expressing suicidal thoughts. It's really mm. just that actually giving them the praise for having, having come yeah. out and, and said it, isn't it? And do you, yeah. think, do you think it's more difficult? I mean, you know, adolescence is a time when you're questioning your identity, you're trying to find your independence from yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, do you think the members of, uh, for example, the LGBTQ plus community are more at risk than others? Is that? Is that an experience? Um, I think there's lots of vulnerable groups uh, that could be more at risk from suicide. So, for example, the, the LGBTQ plus community, uh, young carers, um, children who have been in care and now going like that transition from 16 to 18 and going into adulthood, uh, farmers, you know, the isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, you know, uh, people who've who've suffered from trauma, you know, like abuse in the past. So there's a lot, there's like certain groups that may be more vulnerable, but actually we're all vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that any, any one of us is risk of suicide and also not all people in these groups are at risk. Mm-hmm. You know, we often talk about, um, you know, we sort of put suicide and mental health together, that they have mm-hmm. to be mentally unwell to be feeling suicidal that's not the case it could be anything that's happening in your life that's having making you have these thoughts so you don't have to have a mental health illness to be having thoughts of suicide as well and that's important to 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 remember um because they'll say well they're not depressed or they're not this but actually what's happening in their life that's causing those feelings Mm -hmm. so yeah so while there are vulnerable groups that could be more at risk from suicide it's important to remember that you know uh, anyone is at, anyone's at risk mm-hmm. and if that lack of support's not in place for vulnerable groups so like you said the lgbtq plus uh, community yeah. if they're not getting to the support they're not getting the acceptance and maybe they're not even accepted themselves mm-hmm. you know that puts them more that, that that makes them more vulnerable doesn't it yeah, if they don't have anyone to talk to yeah Absolutely. So if we're going on to what you, what you think we as adults can do to prevent young people taking their own lives, what? Um, ask. Listen. Remember what it's like to be a teenager. <laughs> I think, you know, we forget yep. that we were teenagers and we forget that we don't always talk to our parents about everything because we don't want to. I think what we see as a parent is not, we don't know our we think we know our teenage children. We think we know our children, but actually we only know what they give to us. We actually don't know what they're like outside of our homes. Do you know what I mean? So it's important to remember there's certain things that I wouldn't tell my mum. There's certain things I still haven't told my mother, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's remembering that 
you were a teenager and we make mistakes and we have to follow our own path as long as we're there to support them and listen to them and hear them then you know that relationship can, can be equal can't it and, and it and it's we can't fix things as adults we want to go in and fix everything so it's important to like we said like i said earlier let's empower our teenagers let's empower them to stay safe and to take control let them feel heard and you know i would always say you know if you're unsure you know ring hopeline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for advice ring hopeline uk for advice if you're concerned about somebody and we will advise a concerned other whether that's a parent a friend a professional mm-hmm. how to talk safely about suicide to someone mm-hmm. you're concerned about if you're unsure of what to do mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll talk about don't say certain things these are the language you should use you know with the best of intentions we may say things that are not helpful Mm -hmm. so we would guide that parent and they'll think oh I never thought to do that or I never thought to to say this Mm -hmm. and we're just saying that that young person right now is completely out of control of what's happening in their life we need to give some back Mm. and we need to support them while they do that Mm. so the most out of all of that is to ask yeah yeah ask the question are you having thoughts of suicide well yeah then you've you've got something to work with haven't you Mm. and as I said it gives them that message you care enough to ask and it's not a taboo subject yeah and then when when the when tragedy happens and somebody has died by suicide Mm. uh, you know sometimes I'm asked by parents how to tell uh, children so their partners um, Mm. died how to tell children what advice do you tend to give at that point i think because we're, we're a suicide um prevention charity so where bereavement's concerned we're not sort of trained in 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 bereavement and how to support with bereaved parents obviously we would you know offer our condolences and sort of listen to the parents about their own struggles uh, but we would you know more more would sign posts to services that can offer that support so for the sobs uh, support uh, after after bereavement um they support 18 and above families who've been bereaved by suicide there's mm-hmm. also a website called um support after suicide they have lots of resources on their website they have a booklet called help is at hand mm-hmm. that will guide a person how to talk to a young person about somebody who's 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 lost a life to suicide mm. um and like we talked before you know we need to understand what that children's understanding is of death mm. and suicide mm. um that it is irreversible that they're not asleep and that we're all going to die um so you know winston's wish as well that's for young people reach reaching out saying you know expressing you know this is what's happened i don't know how to talk to my mm-hmm. young child you know that, that that they've lost a parent to suicide because the parent needs support as well don't they having yeah. to deal with their own grief and having to deal with the the young person's grief and i think if we're open and honest that child who's grieving needs to feel safe yeah don't they they need to feel safe so it's reaching out to services i mean they can call call our service because we're all always say be mindful when somebody's lost someone to suicide that thought their own thoughts of suicide can increase yeah so it's to be mindful of of how they're feeling uh, about suicide there is a book called luna's red hat um i forgot the name of the author now um, but this talks about a young girl who's lost her mum to suicide and how she's feels and 
that sort of, I think it's aimed at young children and it's about how the dad explains to his daughter what was going on for mum for her to end her life by suicide. Okay. Uh, so that's a little resource yeah. that maybe could be helpful. Definitely. Well, we, we will 100% put all of these up there for people because I think, um, mm. it, you know, in that moment mm. when it's just happening, you've got to tell young children or mm. uh, and others, it's just, mm. you don't know where to go. Yeah. And it's also like, again, you know, don't mention how they, don't mention method. Yeah. Tell them how they, they died by suicide. You know, it could be mum was in so much pain inside her body mm. and in her heart and in her head that she she didn't know how to make it better and she really really tried so she you know to make it better for her she decided to 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 take her life to mm-hmm. to to kill herself to die because she was in so much pain but obviously you know bereavement charities like the sobs and support after after suicide mm. may, may have um, a better way of saying that but it's to be honest but not mention method of okay. of the suicide because I think that's something that often, you know, it happens in terms of, you know, we all know what the gossip mill is right is like, and what I sometimes worry about is uh, young people hearing via that method mm. um, how how somebody has has ended their life. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, so you kind of got to give them enough information that they're not going to hear it something really shocking from somebody else without yeah. scaring them. Yeah. And I've had that experience, you know, I've had that experience that someone, you know, um, one of my son's friend's mum ended her life by suicide and people were talking about the method and he didn't know. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He didn't know and it made him really, really angry, as you can imagine, that people were gossiping yep. about that. That's something that's really, yeah, we have to talk about suicide, but that's something really private as well. Yeah. So, is. so we we have to be as honest as we can, but we also have to make sure that 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 person's safe yeah. when we're talking talking about the death. And I guess you know, on that, just finishing off on that, one of the things that I've said is, you know, if you've lost your partner to suicide, mm. your kids are going to be, especially the younger ones, really, really worried that they might lose mm. you as well. So, yeah, you're going to need to be there, really be there. Yeah. yeah so yeah you you've got to have to reassure them that you know you you are not think you're not thinking of suicide as well mm-hmm. and you know in that moment when you've lost someone to suicide you could so yeah. it's important that the parent gets or the partner gets support as so they that to enable them to support the yeah. the, the children and that um all the family actually gets support and the community gets support mm-hmm. um when somebody's lost somebody in the community to suicide um Helen, if people want to get involved with the work that you're doing at Papyrus, is there anything that, that they can do because people might? Well, first and foremost, it would be to follow us on social media. So we have, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, link, LinkedIn. I don't use yeah. that, so I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah. So it's, we're on social media. So follow us on social media. Fundraising. So we, you know, we have a lot of fundraisers and a lot of people doing fundraising remotely at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. via Zoom and etc. So fundraising. So, for example, the Hope Walks come, are coming up soon, which we usually have around October time. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming a volunteer. 
Um, there's lots of information on our website about volunteering for the papyrus, becoming a champion, one of our papyrus champions, where you go out and actually deliver 30-minute training, so in suicide awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sharing our campaign. So before I mentioned Spot the Signs, we've also got bedtime stories um, that sort of looks at when I talked earlier about social media, that what a young person is seeing on social media and potentially being bullied. Mm-hmm. and that it can cause thoughts of suicide so yeah so sharing sharing following you um, know supporting suicide is a really hard subject to talk about we never used to talk about cancer years ago but we do now so we need to start talking openly and honestly about suicide because 200 children a year mm-hmm. we lose to suicide in the uk so if you can imagine a classroom being there at the start of term mm-hmm. and the end of term they're all gone so that's how big it is but there's hope there's hope out there and if anybody wants any advice just to call Hopeline UK and speak to one of our advisors I just hope that you know we can spread the word about the importance of talking yeah not to anything else but I'm deeply grateful to you for giving me your time today and um uh, I, we've got some fantastic resources now to signpost people to. So thank right. you so much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a good opportunity to, you know, well, Suicide Prevention Day is coming up. We need to talk about suicide. Absolutely. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. It's a huge pleasure.